Good day, good people. I hope you are doing fabulous on this Tuesday. Welcome to the Cool Sore Podcast. As my mentor in my head, Lewis Howes, would say, I'm pretty pumped about today's show. <laughs> um, I am because we have a cool bruh feature. A young brother, the good doctor, Wendell Cole. He is about to graduate from medical school at Morehouse School of Medicine. And I had a chance to sit down with him and talk all things Dr. Cole. Just, you know, every now and then you'll sit down with people that just, you know, are going to just continue to do well. He is one of those guys. An old soul wrapped up in a young body. Graduated from high school at 16, graduated from college at 20. And now at the tender age of 24 is about to become a medical doctor via the Morehouse School of Medicine. He wants to go into orthopedics, in which he'll tell you all about that. But really, really inspiring uh, young man and just really, really happy to have sat down with him to enjoy his conversation. Good stuff. All right. He is a cool brother of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And here he is in Don't Believe in Limits, Dr. Wendell Cole. Enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all, I'm a cool soror of What's up y'all, I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of podcast hosted by me Rashawn Ali it is another edition of the cool sore podcast and of course we're always excited when the bras represent and today huh I'm I'm going go ahead no I just barked but go ahead oh oh you barked oh my goodness you know (laughs) see see, the the cues always interrupting (laughs) no it's all good well he just introduced himself Uh, Wendell Cole is a cool brother of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Are you, are you? <laughs> How you doing? Man, I am awesome. I am awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. How are you? I'm doing fabulously well. Uh, we met at the gathering spot just yes. randomly. I guess you heard me interviewing somebody. You're like, hey, that sounds interesting. So what, what, uh, what did you hear that piqued your interest that day? Well, I was walking by and I and I saw you there. You know, you're you're recording. And I was like, what are they what are they talking about? Because every few minutes I would like hear like a snippet. And after a while, I was like, I just got to go speak to her. I had to see what they're what they're talking about and who this lady is. You had I think you had the same microphone that I had. And I was like, you know, I I can't just let her go by without introducing myself. You know, you got to You got to just go for uh, go for it and, and, you know, take a chance and just put yourself out there and. And now we're here and we're talking and, uh, you know, it's just it's awesome to see how that works. Yeah, it does. That's just the uh, the law of attraction and just going <laughs> for what you know. That's a beautiful thing. Your voice is awesome. You have a great voice. Do you oh, sing? Do you, you sing? Do people ask you that? I do not sing. I would, see, if I sang, that would be it would be too much. The world would not be able to handle that. <laughs> it would be a whole nother level of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I already think I'm really like a cool chick. But if you put a singing voice on me, oh, my goodness, I think I would be I'd be out of, I'd be out of control. And oh. Oh, they would not be ready for us. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually are were born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in Georgia. So how soon after you were born did you did you and your family move here? <laughs> so it's a little bit interesting. So okay. I actually moved around a lot, right? Okay. So 
Uh, I'll just throw this out there. On my dad's side, I have over 15 brothers and sisters, so I have a lot of them. All righty. And yes. <laughs> and so I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I moved around to Michigan for a bit in Jackson, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then I lived in Jamaica for about a year because both my parents are actually immigrants from the Caribbean. Okay. And then I ended up moving to Georgia, and then I ended up moving to Lawrenceville, and then Atlanta, and then I'm finally in Marietta. So I, I had a long road to where I am now. Right, right. And, you know, met a lot of people, have a, had a lot of different relationships, but that is a, the route of how I ended up here in Atlanta, Georgia. Do you think, you know, having uh, you having moved around so much kind of gave you a different perspective about life and people because you had to move around so much? See, I did most of the moving around when I was a kid, okay. and really, I didn't like it as much right. because I felt like as soon as I got close to somebody, it's like they were ripped away from me. So, oh. you know, kind of building relationships, I almost came in with the mindset like, I know this isn't going to last for too long. I know I'm probably going to have to move at some point. So I kind of stifled uh, how I made relationships with some people just because of the fact that in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want to get too close to this person because it's just going to hurt in the future when I ended up moving around or when I ended up leaving. Yeah. So as a kid, I really did not like moving around a lot. Uh, But it was, you know, it's a good thing, too, because you live in different places and you have different experiences and you experience the cold and then super heat and you kind of realize what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you end up going to high school here? High school at Lasseter High School in Marietta, Georgia. Yes, okay, uh, all right. Lasseter played track, I mean, ran track, played football, and, you know, it's a great school, great yeah. education. Yeah, did you uh, did you eventually um, play football at Georgia State or no? Nah? I did not. No, nah, I okay. did not. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was, I was, I was okay, but I wasn't like, I wasn't that good. You weren't, I wasn't co- you weren't collegiate good. No, no, not, not like you. I just, <laughs> just stayed in shape. No, that's all good. That's all good. So you decided to go to Georgia State. Just did you not want to leave um, Georgia? Or did you had you finally? You know what? You probably have moved around so much. You were like, you know what? I'm gonna stay here. I can make that decision <laughs> for myself. Was that behind it? So interesting story is I actually went to Mercer for my first year and then I transferred to Georgia State. Okay. And how I ended up there is I got denied to every single college that I applied to. And at the time, I think it was towards the end after I was getting all the rejection letters, Mercer sent me a letter and they're like, hey, you want to you want to apply here? You don't have to fill out a secondary statement or anything. And and I was like, well, you know, why not? Right. And I ended up getting uh getting accepted to go to Mercer University down in Macon, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of like preconceived notions. I was like, oh man, that's a deep south. They still have Confederate flags out there. And, <laughs> right, you right. know, I'm black. Oh my gosh. But I went down there for about a year and I transferred to Georgia State and I you know I really loved it at Georgia State. Yeah. It was a great a great, great experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. And so you majored in biology. Did you always have this sort of love or uh, a gravitational pull towards uh, medicine and science yeah so i always for the most part i always uh, like i was interested in medical shows like house i watched house a lot Uh and i came into college i was like i either i either i was gonna do chemistry or biology and i just didn't like the chemistry classes so i stuck to biology but you know i i for the most part have always had a uh interest in medicine and biology and Mm -hmm. it's weird because i was actually cleaning out my room the other day and i found a journal that i had when i was like a kid and i wrote in you know there's like little sections that give you prompts and you can write in it and i wrote in there it the section said 
what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. And I wrote in there, I was like, a doctor. And I and like looking back on it now, because I'm about to graduate from medical school in a couple of months, I'm like, dang. Wow. I was probably like seven when I wrote this. So yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy how you <laughs> yeah. know we know things as when we're younger and it's just, you know, circumstances and things happen. But if you stay the course, look at you now. Isn't that crazy? I know. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. It's so interesting. So when you graduated from um, Georgia State with your degree in biology, was it always the intention to to go to medical school and take me through that process of, of applying and then landing at Morehouse School of Medicine? Yeah, so I knew I knew that um, that with a biology degree alone, there's not too many things you can do um, as far as like getting a job after med school. I'm not after med school, after undergrad, mm-hmm. and I knew that I that I wanted to do biology, or that I wanted to go to med school. So I knew if I did biology, I'd take all the prerequisite classes that uh, that was needed in order to you know do good in medical school and whatnot. And so what brought me to Morehouse is while I was here, while I was at Georgia State. I actually just went over to Morehouse School of Medicine and I just told him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm interested at the time. The admissions uh, guy, his name was Brandon Hunter. He uh, I went to him and I told him, hey, you know, I'm interested in medical school. You know, I'm interested in coming here in Morehouse. Then he let me, you know, sit on some classes and, you know, I was able to speak to some of the students. And it was cool for me because it was right down the street. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to apply, of course, I applied to Morehouse. And I applied to other places here in the in the in the state of Georgia and then some places farther away. And I got an interview at a couple of places and I got to Morehouse. I did my interview and I ended up getting a scholarship oh, to wow. go to Morehouse School of Medicine. Wow. And I don't know how like, I didn't even apply for the scholarship. It was like a 40,000 a year scholarship. What ended up giving it to me as well as some other people. And to this day, I still think it's Brandon Hunter. I think he did. I don't know. I can't prove it, but I think it's because I made those connections. And and then I, I after that, I was like, I want to stay in Atlanta. You know, it's a great city. And I, I just ended up choosing Morehouse. And oh I, my I don't goodness, it. great ever since. So you you still so it applied through all four years of scholarship that you got. It, it did. So all I had to do was keep a GPA above a 3.0. And I've, of course, been able to do that. That's $40,000 on the line. So oh, my gosh. But yeah, I was able to get a scholarship, you know, so it turned out well. So what is your focus uh, in, in med school? I know my my um, my brother in love is a thoracic surgeon. And so he, oh. he, he went so long. Like, so what yeah. is it that you want to do? Yeah, so what I want to do is called orthopedic surgery, and okay. they're they're basically the bone doctors. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of what got me interested in that is I always like sports and I always like medicine. And when I was in high school, I actually tore my meniscus in my knee, and I ended up getting surgery on that. But when I was in college, I was uh, I was messing around with with some friends, and we were wrestling, kind of seeing who could get each other to the ground first. And uh, the first time I got him and the second time he got me. But what happened was my foot stayed in the ground and my body turned. Oh, and you wow. could just hear like the, the whole crickling and popping in my knee. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, you know, I, it was hurt. You know, uh, my knee swelled up. I couldn't really walk on it. I ended up going to the doctor the next day and I ended up tearing my ACL, my MCL and my meniscus oh, in my other knee. Oh, my god! So kind of what that did to me was that beforehand I was I was pretty much like a physically active person you know I I didn't really speak my emotions and tell people how I feel and I let a lot of it out through like physical activity and exercising so now I wasn't able to exercise wasn't able to do things 
it was kind of like my my physical expression or like my self-expression was limited in some sense right right and so when I ended up getting the surgery and and you know going to rehab and and getting better and being able to walk and play sports again it was almost like it gave me a part of my self-expression back okay and you know that feeling is something that I just want to give to other people you know yeah. so since then yeah you know, I've kind of came into med school no I want to do orthopedic surgery and you know it's, it's great to be at this point where I'm at now you know, yeah that's that's, that's, where that's where I'm at that's what I want to do so once you graduate in the next few months like what's right after that because now you have to go into a specialty year and all that kind of stuff yes. right yeah. yeah so so medical medical school is four years and then the residency for what I'm doing is five years oh my lord so you get paid during residency yeah Uh, you don't get like doctor doctor oh i know i know (laughs) and uh and then if you do a fellowship which is pretty much another year just to specialize this total six years after after you graduate me currently i'm 24 years old so i'm a little bit younger than most people Mm -hmm. and um but yes it's it's another six years Uh, but the one thing i realized is that Instead of counting the time, like there's no such there's no such thing as making it. You know, there's no such thing like I hit this now I can enjoy life. Yeah. It for me it's enjoying the entire process. You yes. know, enjoying being in med school, enjoying these next couple of years because it's like when am I gonna have that time of my life again? So I just I just try to enjoy every single day the most that I can. Yeah, and you graduated I, undergrad at 20 years old, which means you went into college at 16. Yes. So you've always been. Very bright, obviously. <laughs> did you start school early? Did you skip? Like, when did your parents know that? Okay, this 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 young guy is 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 special. Yeah, so I I skipped a grade when okay. I was in like elementary school. Mm-hmm. I skipped kindergarten, and then I I guess I have an early birthday, or I don't really know how that works. But yeah. I have like an earlier birthday than most. My birthday is in September, mm-hmm. but I have always been the youngest person everywhere I am. I'm the youngest person in my chapter. The youngest person in my med school class, high school, you know, and it's something you kind of get used to yeah. after after so long. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. So you've just always been smart. You know, you didn't answer that question. <laughs> so you've always been smart. I, I guess so. I guess I've always been, been somewhat somewhat smart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. And so uh, you have a hustler's mindset. Now, it's hard yeah. for me to put hustler's mindset uh, as synonymous with this genius that I'm talking to, what about you do you consider having a hustler's mindset? So I always, the, I, I'll give you kind of the backstory behind it, you know, so I, I grew up not not super rich or anything, you know, I see my mom, you know, work from paycheck to paycheck, see my dad, he's in his 70s, still working every single day. So in my mind, you know, money, it, it's like a story, right? And I didn't want to be limited by by my income just because I've mm-hmm. seen how I've seen how it goes and me I've always just been kind of creative and wanting to do many different things so you know like even when I was in high school I had an idea that I was going to start a clothing company and I went and designed some shirts and like got a whole bunch of shirts wholesaled and uh, got them delivered to me and was selling some of those or I used to be I used to go buy candy from the store and sell them in class you know to kind of make a profit and and I've always just kind of had that mindset going in. So actually going into medical school, I had a first startup that I was running. It was actually a phone application. Wow. And even since then, we've started, I started a, a real estate business with one of my friends and doing a podcast now. And for me, it's just you, 
whatever you want to do, you should you should do. You yeah. know, you shouldn't you shouldn't want to wait or you shouldn't be stifled or you know you can't even if there's not anybody else that has done it before you can be the first person to do it yes yes and is that what you obviously you are doing now because i'm like where did you get that limitless living type of attitude from just from seeing your parents kind of live day to day and live in in sort of a struggle or did you see some uh, one else as an example yeah, so I, I saw the struggle from from my mom. I live with my mom for the most part. My mm-hmm. dad's in New York, and one of the things that I admire about my dad is he he's an immigrant, so he came here from Jamaica to the United States, and he started like a pretty much a black owned business in a majority white field, and was able to make a name for himself up there in New York. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I just I know there's no limits. If somebody can come from to a city or to a, a place where they know nobody and make a name for themselves. What there's nothing stopping you. Like right, there's literally right. nothing stopping you. You can you every you your own you you stop yourself most of the time. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just not in the in the field or in the game to want to stop myself or to limit myself. Right. That's that is so great. So <laughs> so I want to go back to med school uh, outside sure. of um you know, you becoming so interested in orthopedic, what, which rotation resonated with you outside of like bones? Oh, outside of bones. That's, yeah. that's a good question. <laughs> I I actually really like peds, like pediatrics. Yeah. You no, know, um, I guess I have some, like some way with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't like cry when they see me. And sometimes a lot of them will cry. And you know, when I come in the room, they'll like be quiet. And I don't know. I really enjoyed pediatrics a lot more than I thought I would. Okay. Um, so much that I was like, man, I could, I could be a, I could be a pediatric guy. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being with the kids, you know, they being a, being a role model as well as just helping them. And you know, I really, I really enjoy pediatrics. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Good stuff. So real now now you're doing podcasts. So what made you want to start with the podcast? Obviously you have an amazing voice. Your voice is so good. <laughs> um you. was it was that it or what drew you to this podcast world? Then we'll talk about podcasting because it's not an easy thing. So right. I'll give you some advice uh, once you answer I that love question. It. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah, so I for the longest time I never knew what podcasting even was. Like mm-hmm. I I had it in my mind like this is where you go to listen to lectures about something. I was like I don't know what that podcasting stuff is. And I read I came across a, call, a podcast by by the name of a guy named Tim Ferriss. I has, love Tim Ferriss. Yes, and yeah. he has a podcast, the Tim Ferriss show, where he interviews a, you know a lot of different people. And I was listening to that, and I was like, I, I like this. Like, this is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to do my own version of that. And I wanted to help, you know, be a voice for for some of the people that, that are maybe in my circle that haven't that don't have another voice. Or I wanted to be able to influence or be able to help people be the best version of themselves. That's my entire goal. So when you if you listen to an episode at the end of it, you have something that you can use, yep. you know, in your daily life or a story or something that you can help better yourself and reach your own goal. Because, uh, right. again, I just don't I don't believe in limits. Yes. And I want everybody else to don't believe in limits either. You can do it. Wow. You have like this. You're not 24. Like you don't act your age. <laughs> I mean, not that, you know. Do people say you have an old soul or like you've been here before or like they ever say stuff like that to you? 
Yeah, I, I hear the old soul. I okay. hear the old body because I'm always injuring myself. So I hear I got an old body too. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I, I've heard that. Um, a lot of people they'll they'll be surprised. They'll be like, man, I thought you were like 29. I'm like, no, you know that's I'm, I'm not. I, hopefully you're just getting that off the way that I act and not off my actual experience. I don't right. want to look well, like no, I'm. No, 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 no. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally I, good. I've I have heard that you know throughout the time and. Sometimes I, I feel like it, it can be a compliment, you know. Mm-hmm. I I like hearing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I, mean, I do hear that sometimes. Yeah, I think it's you know you you started school early and then you're and you're obviously well traveled in your youth and I think all yeah. of that is playing into who you have become a, a, as a as a young man. So I think that's a that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So let me tell you stuff about your your podcast. How far along are you are you now? I am, I think I just released a ninth episode, so I'm about like a month and a half in. Okay, and you're releasing once a week? I am releasing once a week. Okay, that's good, that's good. Well, consistency is it. Consistency is everything, because uh, folks who have been listening to the Cool Sore podcast, um, they want their episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and I didn't have an Mm -hmm. episode this past Thursday, I just, I was just tired, I couldn't. I couldn't pull it together, and it was it was a real human moment. But I would say consistency is is everything. And when you get weary, know that there's somebody, and you know, never you never know Argentina who's waiting for that next episode, and you uh, gotta deliver. So when you get weary, just think about those people. So that's my that's that's my piece of advice. <laughs> consistency, just consistency. Oh, how oh did God. you how did you grow? If you don't mind me asking. It? Well, I have an amazing business partner and friend. His okay. name is. Uh, AJ Joiner, Anthony AJ Joiner, and he's a mm-hmm. he's a he's a genius when it comes to digital marketing. And uh, he said, "This is what we're gonna do. This is what you need to do. You need to Facebook Live. You need to do this." But we we obviously use social media um, as uh, it's obviously our, our number one tool. Um, but the content the content is good, and people um, liked it. I just did what I do, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, people are really liking this," and it kind of <laughs> It kind of grew from there. And I think it, it helps when you are on other people's podcasts and just continue to grow yours because it's cross promotion. So when we met, it was just a it was a no brainer. We just had to get on each other's schedule. But you grow it by that. But you grow it through consistency, consistency, consistency. And that's it. And and also making sure that people are leaving your five star reviews because that bumps you up on the iTunes list and, you know, new and you know, that that whole new list on, mm. um, on iTunes and all that yeah. podcast. All of those things make a difference. And uh, again, uh, I, I can't say it more that you have to be consistent and, and the content needs to be worth listening to. Yeah. Loving it. Take yeah. Notes. Yeah. All definitely right. do that. Um, so in 2012, via the Zeta Theta chapter, you became yep. a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Did mm-hmm. Omega Sci-Fi choose you or did you choose Omega <laughs> Sci-Fi? <laughs> Oh man! So the the story behind you know Pleasant to Bros and you know Omega Sci-Fi is I actually came into uh, undergrad. I didn't know anything of what a fraternity was. You know, mm-hmm. I had no idea about any fraternities, sororities. You know, my parents are from the island, so I don't know anything about that. Right. And I think my first exposure to like like Greek life as a general was it was a probate. You know, I, I saw like a whole gathering of people and I, and I heard noises and I was like, what is, what is this going on over here? Like, what is this nonsense? Like, what is this? So I walked over there and then it ended up being like, it ended up being a probate. It was a cap of probate. That was mm-hmm. the first Greek life thing I ever saw. Right. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, from since then I, I was interested in, in, uh, in like just a whole 
Like, what is this whole concept, right? Yeah. And when I was at Mercer University, um, I ended up being a, uh, I ended up going to, going on a road trip with some of the cues out there. They just happened to be my friends. Mm -hmm. And the way they treated me was like family. You know, I was the only person that wasn't the cue that went. And they, they just treated me like family, you know, you know, uh, they, you know, food and we were able to interact and right. you know, I actually felt like felt like a brother, you know, mm -hmm. from that point. Mm -hmm. And from there on, I was like, oh, yeah, this is easy decision. I'm going to be the bros. You know, I, I love what they stand for. So I I transferred from Mercer to Georgia State. But it's from day one, I was looking for I'm like, hey, where they at? I'm looking for the boots on right. wherever they are. Hey, I'm coming to you. Hey, look, this is what I'm trying to do. Hey, how can I do it? Right. And it was like kind of a mutual, a mutual thing. You know, I was mm -hmm. just authentic down to the core and you know it's what I wanted so I I went after it and and luckily enough I, I was chosen and yeah. you know it was it's, it's a it's been a blessing ever since you know I, I love my fraternity that's beautiful um number five savage savage life I don't hey. I don't I don't hear any savage in you <laughs> but you know I don't know you know <laughs> that's not uh, for me to know obviously <laughs> yeah 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 it's yeah <laughs> I hear you. no worries no how many were on your line it was 10 of us. 10. That's a great yeah. number. That's great. You guys still close? Yeah, we're all still close. You know, we, we talk all the time. Just met up not too long ago for the Super Bowl. So it was, it was great. Good. And now you're in a grad chapter. Are pretty active in PKK? Not as active as I want to be. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you're in med school. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not as active as I want to be, but I am on the roster. I will say that. Beautiful. What What happens directly after you graduate? Do you go right into residency? Do you know where you're going to be there? Or do you have to vet out? What, what happens after um, um, yeah, graduation? Yeah. So, so there's a day called Match Day. Yes. Uh, which there we, we go. all have in our fourth mm -hmm. year. And it's on that day where we find out where we're going to be at for the next X amount of years for our life. We basically find out where we're going to be at residency. Mm -hmm. And that is coming up, I think, almost in, a, in about a month. I think March 16th is the day, yeah. at least 2018. And there, on that day, I will know exactly where I will be for the next five years of my life. Mm -hmm. I'll know where, if I match, because not everybody gets into residency. Like some res some oh. fields are, are very competitive and you know, actually matching and, and getting into a residency is something that is, you know, it's a, it's a good accomplishment. Like, it's a big accomplishment. Okay. So, in, in the, the long way to answer, the short way to answer your question is going to say, I will know in, on March, okay. on match day, where I will be. Wow. Okay. So, do you have, like, choices? Like, I really want to be in Atlanta. Or I really want to be in Chicago. Do you have choices or they match? Yeah. They come to you? Yeah. So, you go on this long interview trail. So, for the past couple of months, like, I've been flying around the U.S. interviewing and pretty much what you do is you have a list of you could say, for example, the top 12 places that you want to go to and you just put them in order. And the schools or the programs on the other side, they have a list of their students that they want and they put them in order as far. Hey, we want this person to come here, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And if it's so, say, for example, you match somebody number one and they match you number one. And that's that'll be the program that you go to and right. so on and so on. So it's like a little it's a little bit more complex because a little computer things behind the scenes. But essentially, that's what it comes down to. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I hope you get what you desire. Just put that good energy <laughs> in the you. universe and uh, it'll be what it's supposed to be. Wherever you're supposed to be, you will be there for a reason. So you are just awesome, um, Dr. Cole. How can people get in touch with you? I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Dr. Cole. I A M D R C O L E. Now, don't judge me by the Twitter. I just got on it probably a couple of weeks ago, and okay. I don't really, 
You know, I was not, but on Instagram and Facebook, you will find me as yeah. I am Dr. Cole. Do you, do your friends like, Hey man, I woke up in there. My side was hurting on the left. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> man, you don't know how many times uh, I've, I've gotten, you know, some calls like, Hey, what you think's wrong? I'm like, Hey, hey. And this is probably when I was in my first or second year. Like uh-huh. when we were just starting to learn things, I'm like, Hey, Look, man, I love to help you out, but I, I don't want you to get – you should go to, a, uh, like, an established doctor to get some advice. Yeah. Uh, you know, right now – I know now I know a lot more than I knew two years ago, so mm-hmm. I can help some people out. But at the end of the day, I'll still say, go, go, go to your doctor. Yeah, yeah, go see yeah. your doctor. That's yeah. great. That's great. What is your definition of cool? Cool. Mm-hmm. My definition of cool is – Somebody that is unfazed by the things going on around them. So mm-hmm. it could be chaos around them, but they have a calm, level head. And, you, you know, you might be worried inside, but you don't show it. Yeah. And and this person right here is just, is just somebody that attracts a level of, of calmness and confidence and charisma. Uh, it just happens to be that all, all three of those words start with C. I wasn't expecting that. But, uh, <laughs> For a cool person. So that would be my definition of cool. Right. Your bio says the first thing says he's pretty cool. I would have to say so, too. (laughs) And maybe you're describing yourself. Yeah. Yeah, sure. There (laughs) it is. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Well, we wish you uh, just immense success. um, You're just a uh, you sound you seem like a very, very positive person. I think I'm I'm tapping that right. Would I say would, would you say so? I would say so. You yeah. you hit that on the head. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you, hopefully not in a doctor's office. That means I hurt myself or somebody <laughs> that I love hurt myself. But I want I can't wait to see where you are going with your with your podcast, with your your real estate, with Thank the, you. everything and, and being Dr. Cole. Oh, I appreciate it. Sounds good already. Oh, I like that. Right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of the Cool Bruh feature on the Cool Store podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Dr. Cole, everybody. My name is Wendell Cole, and I am a fourth-year medical student, and I do many more things. And I am a cool bruh of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Rude to the bruhs. Ah, ah, ah.